Welcome to the Everything Rad Podcast with your host, Ricky Garvey. Hey everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 5 of Everything Rad Podcast. Um, today I have an episode with a longtime friend, um, old bandmate Michael Estrada. He's in a band now called uh, Be Still Kid. Um, they have an EP out. It's a demo, five songs, so you can get it on Bandcamp. We talk about that. Um, we have a bit of a history, me and Michael. We go back to when I was 13 years old and started my first band, and we talk about that and uh, all the bands that we were in through high school. So um, this was a fun one. I think you can hear a lot of laughter from me, which is kind of annoying, but um, very nostalgic <laughs> for me, so it was cool to chat with him. Um, talk about a band called The Vice First that we were in for... Um, all through high school, and then we go on a tangent about um, a band that means a lot to me um, called Thursday, and I think we talked about that for about 20 minutes, so um, if you want to skip through that, you're more than welcome to. Um, as I mentioned, Michael's in a band called Be Still Kid, um, doing a lot of cool things. Check them out. They're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Be Still Kid. Um, and then we talk about a song at the end of the podcast called You Would Think. Um, it gets pretty heavy, pretty deep, so I wanted to end the podcast with that song. So you'll hear the interview. Um, it's a long one this, uh, this month. It's about an hour, so um, I try and keep these shorter, but this, this one flew by, which is awesome. Um, so nothing I could take out, all, all a bunch of good stuff. So you'll hear the podcast, you'll hear the interview, and then... It'll end with the uh, a track from their EP called You Would Think, and that'll be it. So um, for any updates, new blog posts, doing trying to do some music marketing stuff, um, especially when it comes to marketing your band on Facebook, check out rickygarvey.com. Um, for all episodes, you can get it on Stitcher, um, iTunes. I will be working on a new ambient music uh, EP that I, I will be releasing by the end of summer just another four song thing I'm sure so check out that uh, when it comes out and check out the updates when I announce that and uh, without further ado here is uh, my interview with Michael Estrada of Be Still Kid right, cheers hello <laughs> is, that, is that garage band it is dude it's uh <laughs> podcaster's choice <laughs> it's the choice of this generation yeah are we live yeah we kind of just like roll into it man sweet sweet yeah well thanks for making the drive of course for you i would make this drive dude well we have a bit of a history so we go back that far yeah is it uh god a decade and a half <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to seem too old it's not yeah. quite two decades you know um Close, right? I think oh, I think we fell in love when I was in tenth uh, grade. Which reminds me, I have like I have my notebook here with some notes and stuff, and yeah. one of them happens to be the word afro. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know. I would never forget you had an afro, but in tenth yeah. grade, that was the year of the the afro. Am I correct? Um, yes, uh, it was infamous. Um, everyone thought I was biracial. And uh, I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I w I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> the Afro itself, you mean, wasn't biracial? Uh, yeah, and my mom, my mom is a hairdresser, so uh, I was able to 
get things like that done. I had a perm just to keep it up, you know, keep it afloat. Otherwise, it'd just be a, a mess, like what you see my hair, you know, what it looks like right now. Well, I, I know that's great podcasting to just, you know. Yeah, you see d- my d- hair? Just describe it more of your like, hair, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just long and tangled and uh, greasy. It's not that, well, greasy, yeah. <laughs> Tangled, not so much. Long. See, I don't. Okay. So you were two for three with your descriptions. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, girls grow up knowing how to wash their hair or when to wash their hair and all that kind of stuff. I just found out recently, like, you're only supposed to put conditioner on the ends. <laughs> 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 Otherwise, you get grease spots on your scalp, and yeah. So now you see the result. See, I learned that pretty recently too. Like, as in. 10 seconds ago because I had no idea that was a thing so you don't put conditioner on all of your hair it, there's like an actual technique to it yeah, that there just involves the ends I, so yeah I don't I mean I don't know it I obviously haven't mastered it but it's there it's there if I want to learn it it's pretty intense yeah. do you wash your hair that is something you can learn by the way like I realize there's things in this world where I'll never be like I'll never be able to slam dunk I can't learn that I just can't. I don't have, like, the muscles. Well, you're trying to get skinny, so if you lost a little <laughs> bit of weight, could you ever slam dunk in your life? Uh, maybe on another planet. Like, where gravity is There was, is there was never a time <laughs> in your life where you could slam dunk? <laughs> no. Or did you just, like, when you were, like, 12 and you were still growing, you were also getting fatter? So, like, um, well, no, you were skinny, like, all through high school. I fluctuated, you know, I fluctuated. Um, I always looked at myself as a little bit huskier. But, hey, there's more me to love, you know what I mean? I agree. <laughs> no, I agree. I did thin out a time <laughs> or two in my life, but I'm in my fat phase. I'll admit it. Well, you know, but I'm married now. You are too, are so cheeseburgers are good. Fries are good. You know, bacon's good. Beer, bacon's good. Beer's good. See, that's a problem for me because <laughs> it is delicious. You know, I know. I bought your favorite beer, and you were kind of like hesitant, but I mean, you are drinking it, so. <sighs> It is a problem for you, I guess. I know. In that sense. Isn't that weird? You serve, That's my addiction, you know, and you're going to give it to me? <sighs> <laughs> Crisp and refreshing. <laughs> Anyways. Did you work today? Uh, I worked. No, I didn't work today. I mean, because uh, I have sort of like a, I work at a church, so. Um, I thought you were subbing full time. I am subbing. You do both? Um. I recently, <laughs> I'm not really subbing anymore. I just had enough of it, man. Kids raise their, no, excuse me. Parents are turds. <laughs> A lot of them are. And so what they produce are little turds. More turds, yeah. Yeah, and then so teachers, God bless them, have to deal with all the little turds that they produce. And I'm, there's good kids out there. You know, There's good parents out there. But... Um, the larger majority of it and right now and this isn't just like I don't know this isn't just like old man Estrada speaking <laughs> this is just like just ob- observation you know uh, it's this real incredible sense of entitlement that these kids have right now <laughs> and it's it's disturbing where do you uh, are you subbing in Narco mm-hmm. or Pro do you like and s- some schools are different. I mean, schools are different, like school to school. Yeah. You'll go to some schools where that isn't the case. Some schools where it's like the pendulum just swings the other way and it's completely the case. Is uh, so. Santiago the worst? 
Um, well, because I do work in the district, <laughs> I'm going to hesitate. And well, I'm just not going to answer. I'm not even going to hesitate. There will be no answer from me as far as like, <laughs> you know, you understand. Yeah. I was trying to get it out of you, but that's totally cool. <laughs> trying to sneak one past you. Yeah. Just trying to get my, my podcast to go viral. Haven't had enough. Michael is trying to lay it all out against yeah. the <laughs> Santiago <Damn> Sharks. <laughs> um, so you are in a band called Be Still Kid now. Uh, yes, Be Still Kid. Uh, are you guys working on a new EP, new album? <clears throat> um, I, I can't give you like a direct answer to that question because we're like always in a state of writing, you know. And I mean, the focus is to get another or to get an album written, a full length written. But I think even after we write that and decide on what tracks are going on it and get it recorded, we're still going to continue writing. So it's like it's yes, but not specifically for an album, just I'll continue writing. What do you guys have out right now? Just like a, a demo then? Um, I don't know, just like a, an EP five songs uh it's called uh report back and uh you can find it on uh, i guess Bandcamp right now we're trying to get a soundcloud going but <laughs> kind of lazy with that dude it's so easy i know it's easy we're just lazy and uh but yeah Bandcamp, and you can find us on facebook and instagram and twitter all the all the major uh social medias <laughs> you guys on pinterest too uh no not yet no no not on pinterest oh, should shame. we get on there dude it's where it's at man you know what? something coming actually now that you mentioned <laughs> pinterest uh i was on there and they were uh, for some reason i was on like some drug i don't know how pinterest works okay i've never really been on it you just happened to browse the drug <laughs> just <laughs> hold on <laughs> i'll get there there's a it, pinterest is like basically like a wall right and like you pin stuff to it is that the concept? Yeah. I mean, so like anyone can have like their own wall, like whatever they want that wall to be. Yeah. It's called a board. I a mean, board. okay. I, I'm not really <laughs> active. I was just kidding, but I do. Yeah. So I was on there today and, uh, there's this drug called crocodile. Have you heard of this? No. Let me get this straight though. You won't. You won't let me, you won't give me the details on Santiago High School, but you're gonna open up about how you're on Pinterest looking at drugs. Well, I'm gonna like what I'm gonna do is caution everyone from actually looking this drug. I knew, I mean I know that the temptation's there now that I'm mentioning it, but uh, don't look up the the effects of this thing because it is disgusting. It's like um, basically I guess like they can cook it in an hour. It's the same effects as heroin, but only lasts for an hour, where heroin is like four to six hours. Mm -hmm. um, but there's like these residual chemicals that stay in the skin, and it eats flesh. So it's like it's eating people's flesh down to the bone, dude. It's disgusting. So it's just like super cheap drugs that people are doing. Yeah. Just to, <laughs> yeah. Because they can't quite afford meth. But right. And uh, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and they call it crocodile because I guess it like first it makes your skin like kind of like looking like crocodile skin, you know? Ugh. Reptilian. Yeah, and then it just and then after it's done making it look like crocodile skin, which you know kind of looks cool <laughs> <laughs> in my mind the way I envision it, having like crocodile skin every once in a while. Uh, after it's done with that, it uh, eats it all away, and so leaves your bones exposed and tendons exposed and. 
so like stuff yeah so stage one's pretty cool stage two <laughs> plus not not so cool well for them <laughs> I'm, for them i'm sure stage one is euphoric right and that's the <laughs> that's the uh the high they're high and they got like some dope skin <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then it just starts eating away yeah that's kind of a bummer disgusting. for anybody um i want to talk to you about growing up yes I feel kind of like I'm cheating because I know your family and I uh -huh. feel like I did grow up with you in, in that sense. But 14 and prior, what <laughs> was that like? I don't think your parents play music, but what turned you on to like want to be in bands and get into all these bands um, that influence you today? Yeah. Uh, well, from what um, I've been told, because I, I can't really remember, but from what I've been told, my grandfather played guitar. And, uh, and then I remember there was always like this, uh, acoustic guitar hanging around my grandma's house. And this one was like, it's like, you know, that it's that you could all picture it. It's that, uh, classical with that someone put steel strings on and stuff <laughs> yeah. strings, and, uh, they're missing. And this, like, there's like three of the strings missing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's dusty. It is, the strings are rusted. The tuning mechanism is rusted everything is rusted um yeah you're, you're, you got like an e and an a string <laughs> yeah. the, it's the d or the g are usually gone yeah. sometimes both and then you never have the bottom e Exa exactly. or the high e you know and, and, yeah exactly and i'm <laughs> and i'm you know the first thing you search for is a nickel because <laughs> you're gonna play the heck out of that thing. Yeah, exactly and uh yeah so that was always like laying around in my grandma's house and uh i don't know i always uh i saw it i liked it I took music lessons when I was like a when I was a kid, little kid, but they only lasted for about like three weeks, and then I was like, I'm not coming back. And um, I did love music. Um, at that point, did you like quit learning when you stopped doing lessons, or did you just like want to learn on your own at that point? Yeah, I just learned on my own. I, I I'm pretty much self-taught. Everything that I play, everything that I like, you know, everything that I'm all sort of like the way I, I play my chords the it's kind of it's all self-taught but it took me a long time if i had if i would have had someone and i would have stayed consistent with lessons it, i would have been that much further along but because i was teaching myself just always noodling around um and really honestly i mean it's it's like it really is like the tale as old as time like music and the church right mm -hmm. and we're talking like i mean we wouldn't have western music today as it is unless the church was involved the church the church was paying musicians commissioning musicians commissioning artists i don't think we give the church enough credit for what it's done and i'm not talking about i mean just take you know the con all the religion and everything out of it i'm just saying as uh as a sort of organization they funded arts you know mm -hmm. and that's why we have what we have today the th we have the we have uh 12 notes you know we have um that is just this is the way it is because the church uh helped move it along so kudos to them for that mm -hmm. and um and sort of that you know i was at church and i was watching uh we have a friend a mutual friend aaron Leeds play and just i'm watching him play a g chord to a c you know and i'm like okay that's what it looks like so I get home and I'm like trying to play that. It doesn't sound very good at first, but eventually, you know, eventually you get it. Yeah. So 
you know but as far as like as far as childhood goes i and now <laughs> i don't remember most of my childhood and uh i'm married now um and when i was going through uh premarital counseling uh i said that to our counselor and he said you know you might want to look into that cuz that's that's a sign a potential sign of some like something you're blocking out like there's something that happened and now you're blocking it out and uh i told him i'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> i'm okay with not knowing i feel fine like i don't remember my childhood but we're good you know <laughs> so yeah so but music sorry go ahead well so you got you got the guitar you got your grandpa's guitar yeah yeah, are maybe, you fi- maybe are you figuring genetic, out, man? Yeah, I don't know. maybe there's a part of it that's genetic, you know. I think so. I my think mom's so a great too. pianist. My dad's a great drummer. Uh huh. But you know, I'm an okay guitarist. Uh, what is it? A uh, Carnival of Ghouls? What was it? Carnival of Spooks. Carnival of Spooks. Shout out to Rick Senior. Yeah. <laughs> Carnival of Kooks. More like it, dude. Oh. <laughs> no respect. Yeah. So. What was the first band? And you know I know the answers, but for okay. the listeners, what was the first band you were ever in? Um, like, at probably 13, 14 years old. In? Like, played in? Or yeah, was yeah. Of? <clears throat> yeah, the first band that I was in was called Spindle. And they, uh, I, we left, or we split, we parted ways. Um, and it was all good. No hurt feelings. And uh, who, who was in that band? Um, let's see, Anthony Nakshabundi and myself, I would say were the founding members. And, uh, I met Anthony playing freshman football. And I think, uh, after the season, we kind of looked at each other like, man, this sucks. Like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's other things we're meant for, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I spent a lot of time over at his house and, uh, he played bass and I, and I sang. And uh, so it was us, and then um, Chris Medina, Panda, my boy. I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, just we just actually kind of reconnected recently, but uh, that dude's doing some pretty sweet things with bands. I think he was just on tour with uh, um, X Ambassadors and, and Muse. Really? Yeah, he just got back, I think. But uh, anyways, he played drums, and his drum set was more uh, painter's tape than drum set. You know <laughs> what I mean? Just like holding it together, and. Then Danny Johnson, really Dane. good friend of mine, Dane, Dane, Dane with the cane. Yeah. So he, I mean, he, he quit he quit magic to pursue, you know, music with Spindle. So that's that's yeah. pretty intense for him. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And now he's a card shark, making maybe a lot of money. He didn't quit magic. Maybe <laughs> this is you know maybe he's just so good no one's noticing, at the table. <clears throat> God, I haven't seen Dane in a long time, man. Yeah. Me neither. I think his dad just had a birthday. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, he's like 70, 60? 70. Yeah, he's up there. He's up there. (laughs) It's a good family. Anyone else in the band that I know? Um, Let me see. Uh, There was uh, um, Bobby Rubicabo was in it for a bit. You remember Bobby? I think so. Yeah, he he drummed for a little bit. Um, At the time... I'm not speaking for him now, mm-hmm. okay. So I don't want I don't want this to like be taken in any, at any offense. But <clears throat> at the time, he wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. I, none of us were very good at the time. Uh, 
So, but we had a show lined up. This is like, I think it was like going to be our first show and we had it lined up and we practiced one night and we're like, dude, this sucks. Like <laughs> this is going to be a disaster if we hit the stage. And so we ended up calling the promoter and saying like, Hey, our drummer just broke his arm. Like we're not gonna be able to make it, you know. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, that's fine." Was it a showcase showdown? It probably was a showcase showdown. Those were the be best, dude. Those were the best. And since nothing was happening in Norco, everyone came out to watch us, and we yeah. were, we weren't very good, but everyone came out to watch us anyway. It's back when Corona was like cool. Something was <laughs> going on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Spindle, what happened with the band? How long did that last? Um, it lasted a good while. I mean, we recorded. They weren't very good recordings. Um, wrote maybe like six songs or something like that. Entropy, I think, was one of them. Um, I can't remember. I can't really remember the other ones off the top of my head. But um, lasted for a good while. We played a few shows. I think that's where I got the bug, man. Just to keep playing? Well, I'll be an open book for a second here. So <laughs> um, on a stage, I've never... Uh, I've never been nervous. I've always felt right. Like this is this is good. This is right. Um never any stage fright? Um no, it's more like I maybe well I, I, depending on what you consider stage fright, I guess cuz I'm like I, I get into a focus mode like okay. It's it's go time. And um just and I go over lyrics so many times in my head, you know, like okay, I gotta remember these lyrics, I gotta remember these lyrics. Um, so but when I hit that stage the first time, when Spindle took that stage, I got up there, it was at Showcase Theater, and uh, I started, we started doing our thing, and I looked down into the crowd, and I remember thinking, which one's it gonna be tonight? I'm like looking at all the girls, you know, (laughs) and I'm I'm just being a pig, you know, just like thinking like that's true. Yeah, you weren't. I thought you were pulling a fast one on me. That's really what you were thinking. That's really what I was thinking. And then I. uh, So which one was it? (laughs) Actually, at the time, there's this cute uh, little uh, this little this little chick uh, with she had like dreadlocks and uh she had like white strips in her hair also i don't know god okay yeah i don't know what it was all about but i know i liked it (laughs) um anyways then we we did our show i think dane broke a string on like the second song or something like that you you guys had that recorded don't you probably you paid the 10 bucks to showcase i think i i think uh it was that show maybe where i like I ended up pulling like a Hulk Hogan, ripping my shirt off at the end. That's so awesome. <laughs> just doing a bunch of stupid stuff, you know? And you're like 13, 14 years yeah. old. Yeah. But that's when I got the bug, man. Like, I was like, this stage feels great. This microphone in my hand feels, I love all eyes on me for this moment. And you really get a, a, a like, you really get a, a sense of, hey, nothing else matters except for this moment right here. Mm-hmm. Everything, you can put everything else out of your out of your head for a second you know out of your well mind. like doesn't exist which is crazy you know like i think we all have crazy shit going on in our lives but like when you play a show it's as cliche as it sounds like it doesn't matter because it doesn't exist in your mind it's just right. what's the next chord yeah what's the next lyric yeah 
there well there i mean there <laughs> who's is it gonna be in the crowd you yeah. know yeah exactly. <laughs> yes and uh there's a lot of uh there are those moments though i mean there's moments where uh in be still kid uh there's a there's a lyric that i wrote um a mirrored a mirrored dialogue sit and kiss and uh we we're playing at this this spot in riverside called cat's alley and i'm singing this lyric and dylan the guitarist right he just comes up to me and he just like gives me a big sloppy wet kiss like on my forehead or cheek <laughs> or something like that and uh it's it kind of like snapped me back into where i'm at the moment i'm in and i'm looking out into the crowd and it's just an amazing feeling it's it's a it's an amazing feeling i don't know how else to yeah. describe it yeah 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 so what was um what came after spindle after spindle and this is where you're cheating now <laughs> after spindle i fell in love with you <laughs> and um we eloped and uh i joined an unsent farewell god you know what's hilarious is i i assumed you were gonna go into the vice versa i <laughs> like you said there's things you block out in your head parts of your past that you forget yeah. That was one of them. Yeah. I totally forgot I was in that band. You were in that band. Oh, jeez. Let's let's Spoiler go ahead. Spoiler alert. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and skip that one. What okay. came after an unsent farewell? After an unsent farewell, uh, we started the vice versa. You and me. Actually, we eloped again. Mm -hmm. Once again. Yeah, and we started. We we founded the vice versa. Mm -hmm. Local legends. People say. I don't. Some people say, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's some. Two, three. There's still some. I think I think local legend's okay to say. Now, mind you, it's Corona and Norco. But I think it, at the time, at the time, I mean, you have to put this into context, you know? Like, we're, you're in, what, like, ninth grade? Yeah, I was 13, okay. for sure. So, ninth grade, 10th grade, something like that. Like, that's when we start writing? Yeah, because An Unsent Farewell was... I was in eighth grade. Okay. That was with Shay. Shay was yeah. in the band too. Oh my yeah. god. Shay. I and um Dude, I, my vocals were so bad, dude. They well that bad. studio sucked. That studio did suck, you know, but And plus it, we I think we had one practice before we recorded. Mm -hmm. Which at the time it felt like, yeah, this makes sense. Let's just jam once and get it recorded. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. We'll like go open up for you know, mm -hmm. like Sayosin, because they were just coming out too, but you know, I was I was trying too much to be like something. I think I was trying too much to to have a like uh Jeff uh is it Jeff Rickley? Oh. A Jeff Rickley sort of thing going on from Thursday, you know. I was like, okay, I got to sing it like this, you know, instead of like finding my own way. We had some pretty like I mean, that was like the most emo thing, and I I love emo, so mm -hmm. I say it like with like a ton of endearment, but that was like a pretty emotional band that it was, man. Like, I mean, it was emo. Kyle, the other guitarist, was great. Mm -hmm. And, like, those progressions. It was, like, before other bands were doing that, like, really only had, like, I think Full Collapse just came out. So that's, yeah. like, all we looked up to was exactly. that. I think I think you're right. In our area, mm -hmm. it was uh, – I'm now, if you're talking about, like, East Coast, like, Jersey, I'm sure they're, like, they're on it way before. Everyone was on that for sure. But uh, the only reason I know I, – I found out about Thursday is because I was watching a Canadian – uh, channel on cable. Uh, I think it was uh, Much Music at the time. Much Music became Fuse. Fuse yeah. yeah. And uh, which is like, okay, there's a great, just stay with me for a second. Mm -hmm. Much Music uh, turned into Fuse 
and Fuse was did this whole campaign about how they show music videos and the other guys do reality TV, mm -hmm. MTV they're talking about, VH1. They did this whole campaign and they were just throwing it in their face, throwing it in their face. And then Fuse became a reality TV show. Like, that's, that's, Yeah, the money's there. So It was like, God, what a bunch of cowards, man. Anyways, um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have known about Thursday unless I was watching a Canadian uh, channel. Yeah. Right? So uh, we weren't uh, – Thursday wasn't getting pumped out here into California that, that often, you know? Yeah, I remember – I think I must have been like in eighth grade um, – my parents got MTV2, and it was mm. like it just came out. And that was strictly just music videos of, like, oh, bands yeah. I had never heard of. And it was, like, yeah. it was 5 a.m. to, like, 9 a.m. was, like, mm. underground. What, they didn't even call it indie. It was just, like, underground rock. Yeah. And I remember before school, 7.15, like, on the dot was, like, one arm scissor at the drive-in. And then Thursday, I started in a car crash. And then right into Lost Profits. Shit, I versus Dragon Ninja. Versus Dragon Ninja. And I, was, I remember I was, like, frick man this is like this is awesome and yeah. i was like mom after school take me to sounds like in riverside yeah i have three albums to pick up for sure and it was i i bought all those three at one time yeah i met joe from sounds like and like i would say like all through high school like i got all my music from him just like I love and then there was also like, like more tangents here but ian too was super yeah, ian was such he was such an influence for me yeah, and I and I assume for you, I mean, well, he was investing in us too. Yeah, he was, and he was, you know, a twenty-something-year-old guy taking taking you and me. We're like fourteen or fifteen or whatever. You're you're younger, obviously, and uh, but at the time, he's just like, and I'm 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 like saving up all my lunch money mm -hmm. so I could go with him like once a month or something, and we'd hit Red Planet. Mm -hmm. Mad Mad Plat uh, Mad Platter mm -hmm. uh, sounds like you know we we'd hit these we hit these spots and yeah we would like four or five stores mm -hmm. which we didn't need to like looking back yeah. he didn't have to take us everywhere it was just like yeah it was just fun for him to like yeah. or fun for us to get taken to different places and like it was the same records in different stores yeah but uh, yeah well, you know what though that that uh that wild card bin that like one dollar yeah. Like, that was always different in every store. You don't know what you're going to get. Well, he found that Serene album. That dude. And a dollar. How bin. lucky. Oh, my. That's such a great album. Um, yeah, his catalog was humongous, though. Like, he had tons of, yeah. you know. Too bad it's all CDs, though. <laughs> yeah, not vinyl? Is <laughs> that what you're saying? It's just not cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. So, vice versa. Vice versa. We formed vice versa. You're in the middle of high school. I'm just barely into high school. Mm-hmm. Dane from Spindle, your age. Yeah, same as me. Both of us at Norco. Nathan. Nathan at your age. Corona High. My age. But your age, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he was at Corona <coughs> High transfers to Centennial. I think that's how it went. And so. this band began with, you mentioned earlier, Aaron Leeds. Make the introduction. Oh, of us? Mm -hmm. Introducing. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we're skipping right now. The, un <laughs> the unmentionable. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, he introduces us. I have an afro. Um, I think you like afros at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it was very, it was very like, this guy has an afro. He's going to sound like freaking Cedric. Like, yeah. This is it, man. This is my big which, break. Which, like, if I may, that afro wasn't because of Cedric. Who was it uh, because of? That afro, my friend, my good, good friend. 
was because of uh, it's Andrew. I can't remember his last name from Project Eighty Six. That's right. And okay. When they came out with the album Drawing Black Lines. I remember flipping through it, the album, uh, the the uh, booklet, and there's a picture of him with uh, some aviators on, and his his hair it's an afro, and I was like, that is a cool freaking look. I want that, man. So and that's your, why. your mom was a hairdresser, so and it was pretty easy to make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, so uh, we get introduced. I think we mentioned Thursday to each other, and uh, we mentioned at the drive-in to each other. And can you like recall that that meeting? Yes, I can, I can. too. I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I told Aaron I was like, I want to be in a band. He's like, I'm just the guy. I remember he was like, it was me and you. You brought us together, and he was like, Hey, Michael, Rick wants to be in a band. That's like Thursday night the driving. You were like, I love Thursday night yeah. the driving, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. All right, this is gonna work. Yeah. And then literally 15 years later, this is uh this is where we're at. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Wild times. A different kind of art now, podcasting, but yeah, it's an art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that lasted, I take, I mean, all of high school for you, mm-hmm. most of my high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I was a little bit into, I was going to RCC at the time after high school. Yeah. So we, were, we were together still a little bit into that. My parents gave me a, a, a like sort of, they gave me a choice. Get a job and start paying rent or go to school. And you don't have to pay rent. And my focus was like, not, well, I mean, my focus was, it was like a twofold thing. It was like, okay, I don't want to pay rent. Mm-hmm. And I'll have more time for the band if I go to school. Mm-hmm. And that's why I chose to go to school. Win win. Yeah, 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 yeah. What were you going to school for? I mean, initially it was just like general stuff, just to. Yeah. I, I went to school, went to a junior college. Uh, I wasn't going for anything other than to be and vice versa. And I knew I'd have more time when I was, when I was doing that to be and vice versa. So a few years in mm-hmm. the first EP comes out, mm-hmm. not the demo, the, the actual EP mm-hmm. we get signed. Yeah. Irish voodoo records, yeah. Joey, he was and that Irish voodoo records took care of us, man. Yeah, they did. That's something that I'll, I'll I will always appreciate. And I, I wish there was a way I could like I could pay him back. Yeah. Because that <laughs> Joey like took care of us. It was like a no it was like a no 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 frills sort of contract. Well, easy it was to just read. Super fair too. It, it was, was easy yeah, it was easy to read and he's like, You keep the music. I don't even want it's your stuff. Yeah, it was our rights. We paid for recording mm-hmm. but he pressed those albums yes. for us and that's a lot of money. And they look great. It looked great. Yeah. Artwork was cool. The artwork was great. Uh, I mean, it looks, it's like early stages of CGI it is. artwork, you know? But, but it kind of played like, like, yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah, it was fine. Like we meant fine. it to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> like it was kind of cartoonish. It was kind of cartoonish. But it, it, like, it was like, yeah, we wanted it to be that way. Like that, that was the whole point of this, you know, like in case people don't know what it looks like, it's the cover is a guy looking, well, it looks like, like a mirror, right? It's an, it's was that an intentional? Old- no, well, the mirror idea wasn't. I mean, well, it's because of it, the intentionality was, it's an image, and you're not sure what to make of it yet. But it's that an it's an old it's an old guy. It's an old man. Old man, and he's smiling. That's important. It's kind of a smirk. Yeah, I wouldn't well, call yeah, it a big a smile. Yeah. Got a, well, 
when you when I tell you, when you know we finish what happens, <laughs> like you'll know why it's why that's important. So yeah, it's a smirk. Okay, it's a smirk, and uh, he's looking out of a window. I mean, it looks like a mirror, so that's why you know. See, but, to me, it looks like a mirror. Uh-huh. I thought it was intentional because I think I don't know why it makes it like cooler or more artsy if if you think it's a mirror uh-huh. and then when you open it up into panel two go ahead what, 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 what do you see so panel two you see that it's a window for an airplane mm-hmm. 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 and so <laughs> it goes from what you're thinking mirror to yeah oh, mirror it was a window man looking out and smirking out of a window of an airplane and then it was a trifold I think. yeah yeah so that's the you, word i'm looking for yeah when you open up that that uh that third fold well you, there's a cd is that where it was was it behind the cd no no i don't okay no, it wasn't behind the cd i'm making it cooler in my own head okay <laughs> <laughs> like the reveal was behind the yeah. cd potentially okay it's oh, not been cool yeah Man, i wish we would have thought about that back then oh young um, and dumb but when you open up that third fold you realize it's a plane on fire and it's it's crashing into the ocean and so when you think back to the first panel it's an old man staring out of a window, smirking. It's a plane window that he's looking out of. It's a plane that's on fire, and everyone in that plane is going to die. They're crashing. And uh, he's out, He's looking out the window, smiling. And there is something I thought that was like really beautiful about that because in my mind, when, I'm, when I was sort of like coming up with that concept or this character, I'm thinking he is a man who's lived a good life He's raised a good family, and he's got he's got no regrets. And like you get you gotta understand, like he's in that chaos. I'm sure there's women and children screaming and crying, men screaming and crying. And his only idea is like, you know what? It was good. It was good while it lasted. And uh, it's called lights absolutely. And my in my mind, why it's called lights absolutely, is because uh, he goes to heaven I didn't know that and he's in light forever just engulfed in light forever is that true what is that true mm-hmm. I didn't know that mm-hmm. see in my head I made this different story about how we were we played a show one time <laughs> well, no, okay, all right. but that's okay that's okay because art is meant to be interpreted that's that's how that's my interpretation of it is what came out. But if you had something, if you like, what's your what's your what is your idea of it? I don't know why, and this probably just was made up in my own head, like as years passed. But mm-hmm. I could have sworn we were playing a show, and someone asked if we wanted lights on <laughs> us, and you said lights, absolutely. <laughs> that we, that probably happened. So just like a subconscious thing got plugged into your head. I don't know. But still, that's 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 very cool. So that is what we that's why we got blank stares. Yeah. See, maybe I'm mixing two stories because I I totally forgot that blank stares was named because you asked the the crowd. Mm -hmm. We have no name for this song. Anyone got any ideas? And it was just we got blank stares and said, oh, blank stares. All right. That's what we'll call it. (laughs) We did. Yeah. We stuck to it. Yep. So Viva Bush. that's hilarious. I have three words written down here just to kind of get me to me- like, you know, things that I think should be mentioned of you. One of them was Afro. Mm-hmm. Number two was Bush. 
Yeah. Number three is cell phone, just because you never had a cell phone. I didn't. But that's that was third for a reason. Bush was two because what I mean, what do you think? God, I'm, I'm so biased too. We can talk about vice versa all night because I was a part of it, and that's how selfish I am. But what was it about vice versa that like made us want to be so different to the point where we'd put a you know Bush four more years sticker <laughs> on our picture? I'm not that I think all of us were even on into into Bush. Idea, yeah, yeah, I definitely wasn't on board with the idea of, of Bush being president. Yeah. Um. And this is post 9-11 Bush. Like, everyone yeah. hated Bush. So, right. yeah. So with that understanding. Yeah. Uh, w- with that context now, you know, now. now Was it just to push buttons, you think? I think so. I think um, I remember um, I remember I was at RCC. I don't think I was in. I might have been in Narco High. I can't remember. It's probably Narco High. There's this dude walking around with a shirt of, and it was a picture of Bush, and uh, it was it says "Not my president." And I'm, the first thing I thought of was, "Hey, dummy, he is your president, right?" <laughs> um, but he had. I, I just remember all the hate, and we just didn't like. At at the time, being being that being that young, um, I don't think we we were. We just we, we, we didn't really dig deep into any of the issues. It was more of like, hey, this is what Michael Moore is telling us. That's what's going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to thinking, hey, maybe Michael Moore has an agenda. Or maybe whoever, you know, swing the pendulum to the other side of the of the aisle, whoever has an agenda, you know? We were think I don't think we I know I wasn't I wasn't thinking like that. Um but what I do know what was when I saw this this dude walking around with that shirt, I remember thinking, first off, dummy, he is your president, whether you like it or not. And second, you you couldn't you're not even old enough to vote. This yeah, this is high school. Like you have that. no you have no, like right now your opinion just doesn't matter, man. Like whether that's right or wrong, it doesn't. So um, I remember there's a lot of hate for Bush and for vice versa sort of like how the name you know what what the name means kind of uh, it was a lot of we're going to go against the norm so it's this way but we're going to go this way you know and uh, what was popular was hating Bush whether you know why you hate him or not mm-hmm and so, hey, let's put a Viva Bush sticker on our kick drum. Just let's make it known, you know. And the people that got it, they got it. They yeah. knew what we were doing. Yeah. C- case in point, the show down the street in Santa Ana yeah. that we played when we were like 15, 16. Like, the guy was, you know, African-American, very uh, – looked homeless – but loved what we were doing because I think he knew that we just wanted to push buttons and get people to think yeah. for themselves. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. It was, uh, had a chick trying to shut us down, man. Can you imagine that? Like, uh, uh, that's old school. That is old school. Trying to shut, trying to sh- like, you know what it makes me think of that? Excuse me. That scene off of Forrest Gump when I think it's a dude like in a, like in a, a military outfit 
general or something, he goes up to when they're at when they're at the uh, is it the reflection pond at the Washington Monument? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes up to the board and just starts like pulling all the cables <laughs> yeah. out, just trying to make it all stop working. That's what it. That's what it was like. You know, we had a we had a message in our music, and we had that Viva Bush sticker, and we were pushing buttons, and we had we have had and have the right to free speech and we we had a microphone and we were going to say what we want to say and she didn't like that and she tried to shut it down but kudos to everyone running the event and kudos to that gentleman i don't know his name but they saw that and they thought hey that's wrong that's wrong they have a right to say what they want to say and we got we got the show rolling again that was pretty punk rock looking back I don't think I realized, like, in the moment, I was like, this is, this is so good. This girl sucks. (laughs) But, uh, it's like, yeah, if it was a dude, I'd feel less annoyed for some reason, but because it was a, it was a chick, I feel more annoyed. I don't know why. It's just like a little more annoying and I don't know why. I think she was like, was she pregnant or did she have a baby on her or something? I don't know. She seemed very motherly. Whatever it was, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have a moment in your life where, like, you realize that you wanted to do music? I know you mentioned you found your grandpa's guitar, but, like, Mm -hmm. did you hear an album that you were like, oh, shit, this is awesome? Mm -hmm. Or did you, were you watching much music and you were like, I want to do that? Like, what was it? How old were you? I saw my first show when I was in eighth grade, and it was uh, Lincoln Park before they were Lincoln Park. They were Hybrid Theory at the time. Mm-hmm. They opened. It was called the Kings of the Game Tour. They opened. Then uh, Dogwood played. Mm. Then Project 86 played. Then Living Sacrifice played. And then P.O.D. went on stage. It was at the Cox Arena in San Diego. And that was such an amazing moment. Uh and I was really into P.O.D. at the time. And then I was really into all those bands, you know. Dogwood, man. Dogwood's great band. Great. Just skate punk. You know, go for it. Try to play these drums as fast as you can. You mm-hmm. know? Um, but an album that changed me, because looking back on it, I was like, I was depressed uh, in junior high. And something gave me a breath. It felt like an absolute breath of fresh air and new life in my lungs, and just and that was uh, Thursday full collapse. Dude, it really same here, did. man. That album changed my life. It really did. Just like and uh, everyone in the band, the music, everything, the drums, the the guitars, the bass, all all the tones, the, all the tonality of it, mm-hmm. and the lyrics, you know all of it together like so i want to say to the whole band thank you so much for saving my life because i i was like in a like a weird mean ugly dark place and they saved me um so full collapse thursday um it's a beautiful album and anyone that's listening to this needs to listen to that album and it, I mean, I'm I'm biased because I love Thursday. <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen them probably well, not probably 27 times, <laughs> and 
fl- even flew from California to where, to where I live to to Boston to see like one of their last shows. To see what was billed as their last show. Yeah. Well, they had one more show <laughs> after that in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. That was okay. their last okay. show that was billed. But um, yeah, I mean, literally no regrets. I was like 22, and I just like drained my bank account, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't freaking care. I have to go see this. That's awesome. That is such an awesome story. I love that you did that. <laughs> it's one of those things you, you just you don't remember the money, you don't remember it. Yeah, I don't notice that that it was it's, it's gone now. Yeah, you don't. But and you I do knew then I was like, happened. yeah, I was like, I knew then I was like, Rick, you're 22, just go. Who cares? Um, and now they're back, man. Yeah, full force, I guess. Are they just doing a Are they just doing a uh, festivals or? As of now, it's just a one off gig in Atlanta, which okay. I'm. Flying to <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Here we go again. Um, so yeah, I know what you mean when you say like Thursday, like save save your life. You know, I, sh- I sh- they put out a video about like them kind of teasing a reunion, mm-hmm. and I showed Kira, and I was like literally just like my eyes were just welled up with like tears. Like I was like, oh, yo, we should, you know, this is gonna be cool if we go. Please let me go. Like I need to go. <laughs> And yeah. she's the cool wife, so we're going. So that is um, a, that's sweet. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I mean, sweet in both senses. Like that's sweet as in cool, and that's sweet of her to do that. You know? Yeah, I don't think she really wants to go to Atlanta and go to a festival for the weekend. Does anyone want to go to Atlanta? I don't know. I mean, I we watched the travel show. Anthony Bourdain went, and it seems like it's gonna be pretty cool. Okay. But it's not first on our list of like, no, we should go right. to Atlanta. I mean, there's and then, worse places. Yeah. There's um, everywhere in New Mexico except for Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. There's everywhere in Oklahoma except for Oklahoma City. You, you don't want to go – like, how about this? You do not want a vacation in Guymon, Oklahoma. And I've been there, and that's why I'm telling that's you. That's a real city? You don't want to be there. Guymon. Yeah. And then there's like Delaware. Hey, we're in Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I I've actually been there to Delaware. Yeah, and it's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So all right, enough talk about Thursday. We okay. obviously both love them. So you've played plenty of shows. Well, I, let me just can I say this? this Since is... we're on the subject of like an, a CD that changed. Oh, you got thing. more. Okay, because I have I have a few too. But yeah, go ahead. Well. So that first one, Thursday, absolutely saved my life, and I will be eternally grateful to them for doing that. And mm-hmm. thank you, Jeff, so much for just opening up, letting me, letting, allowing me to express myself by listening to that music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you, Thursday, so much. Um, but the uh, my friend that I mentioned before, Anthony Nakshabundi. Uh, he bought Relationship of Command from At The Drive-In. <laughs> so I remember hearing the single one Arm Scissor on K-Rock. Uh, and I remember thinking, oh, that's a cool song, but not, you know, not really getting into it. Um, he burnt that CD for me, and I had it, and it sat around for a while. But we took a trip to San Diego, I believe, my family, uh, and... I had a little like Walkman CD mm-hmm, player mm-hmm. and I put that CD in and I could not stop listening to it right from the beginning. Right. When you hear those shakers, when you hear, you know, 
something about from beginning to end. I was like, that was such an amazing journey. I need to hear it again. And I yeah. listened to that CD over and over and over and over again. I didn't listen to anything else for months. That CD changed my life. In fact, they're, they're probably the only uh, tattoo I would get on me. Mm. Like the like the boombox? Um, not the boombox. What I, I've always wanted is sort of on my forearm, on the inside of my forearm, is the Trojan horse. With oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, with the uh, rising sun thing going on behind it. Uh, I've always wanted that. And th that's the only tattoo. Now, I've had some terrible ideas for tattoos. <laughs> I remember seeing Chester from Linkin Park and those flames on his forearm thinking like, that's cool, man. I need that, you know. And I'm glad I didn't get that. Oh, it was that or like the spider web on your elbow? <laughs> yeah, stupid. Both yeah. like solid choices 15 years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. if, oh, solid, I was only 18. Solid choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I didn't get it, thank God. And, but the only, the only tattoo that has stuck with me over the decades almost that I've been listening to at the drive-in is that, that yeah. tattoo. I don't have it, but I've, I still to this day consider getting it. So. Yeah, and ironically, the only tattoo I think I would get is the Thursday Dove. Mm -hmm. So we're in, we're back full circle, I guess. But I do like the like original Thursday Dove, like full collapse Thursday Dove. I don't like that um, war all the time, kind of boxy looking Thursday Dove. You know what I'm talking about? Is there is there a difference? Yeah, there's a difference. Well, they also changed their logo to like they went to the um like the bullseye thing on uh a city by the light divided so okay. that became like their new logo okay and then on their most recent album i don't think they did anything or they went back to the dub i don't know hmm. but i didn't know the dub the dub changed it changed a bit it was the dub, it dub's the dub but you know changed a little bit yeah so what's the uh been in a few bands like you said what's the weirdest show you've ever played if you can recall i think it was in spindle well let me let me let me think back over the years give me just give me a second because there was i mean the showcase theater always had a motley crew of, mm -hmm. of bands coming through um so especially on a showcase showdown you didn't know what you were gonna get that was uh you know, taster's choice. <laughs> it was kind of just like a flight of bands. Mm -hmm. So let me think. Um, Vice versa had pretty decent shows. Okay, so I think it was I think it was Spindle, and we went on. We did our thing, and then there was like a some metal band that went on after us, and then after them, I think his name was Ian Deedy. I think it was he was he was in the band Ian Deedy and uh, a, a, a guy I knew from uh, from Norco High playing guitar I think. Anyways, I think oh maybe the metal band that went on before him the singer had like he had a uh, like attachment on his microphone with an upside down cross. <laughs> nice. right? So like here we go man, and then uh, they went on this next band went on and I don't remember what they're called but I do remember that they were uh, painted up like looking sort of like. Uh, Gigolo 
woo woo, you know, uh, ICP sort of looking. Was it that, or was it more like gothic though? It was because there's a was, fine line. Yeah, there is a. Yeah, you're right. And I think it was ma- it was like a foot in both camps. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Interesting. And uh, they were lighting Roman candles, and then they broke them, and then the the singer is like picking up pieces of glass and like cutting himself. Like for real, cut himself. Like yeah, real blood. Oh yeah, this is like G.G. Allen kind of stuff, you know. Except without the feces and the pee. <laughs> well, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he was going to town on himself, carving up a turkey, you know. And no one stopped him. Hey man, freedom of speech. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get the true. Um, so it was. Uh, I mean, I remember it. So it was entertaining to say the least. Yeah. You know, uh, was it good? No, <laughs> it sucked, but yeah, so that was kind of weird. I remember uh, it was funny too because it's like our parents come out to watch us play, and they uh, see that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, what is my son getting yeah. into, man? What is going on here? Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, I think we can uh, we can wrap it up. That's it. Oh yeah. man, what what more do you have to say? Let's not I end it. I feel like we should do a part two if that's it. If this is entertaining enough, you know, if it's not entertaining enough, then we could, you know, move along. But Well, this is just for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, then why don't you just self-indulge for a bit, dude? Uh, no, I don't like to hear myself self-indulge. That's the thing. Uh, okay. it, it, it would feel great now, but, let's, you know, looking back, it'd be like, what an asshole. Yeah. Um, I guess we can go back to your new project, Be mm-hmm. Still Kid. Mm-hmm. So what has that been like? Who's in that band? Mm-hmm. I'm cheating. I know it's the Vice Versa Drummer's little brother playing guitar for you guys. Yeah. Um, can't get away from those Del Campo. You can't, man. You're working at the guy's church, too. The Del yeah, Campo the, church. Yeah. Um, New Beginnings Community. Holla. Holla, Norco. Yeah. Back where I uh, first met you. Yeah. Mine and yeah. Del Taco. Yeah. Um, what's the... Uh, what's the focus of that band? Like, why are you doing it? What's it sound like? I guess what's the point of it? Um, okay. Right now I feel like, uh, I feel musically as far as like popular music. I'm not talking about pop music as a genre. I'm talking about popular music. We're in this era of just samples and severe unoriginality. If that's a word. I think it is. Yeah, okay, you're, you're good. You're know. good. I'm not, you know, I'm not learned. <laughs> so, um, anyways, it's. I was I was listening to another podcast today, and he the the podcaster was saying his daughter was listening to a Panic at the Disco song, and she's like, I love this song, the intro is great, and uh, it turns out that that intro it was a Chicago, intro Chicago the band. Really? And he's like, that's not their song. That's Chicago's song. Oh, it was like a, a full-on sample? Yeah. Like intentional? It's it wasn't like, just like... It's so... Un- like, things are just so unoriginal. Drums sound terrible. Hi-hats sound awful. Everyone's playing, like, their, their keyboards, you know? And I think... Because right now, I feel like pop in popular music, Foo Fighters are the only dudes holding down rock and roll. I just... You know? And um, I think that... That we're ready for an explosion of of rock raw rock and maybe emotional rock like maybe emo again it it's i just have that sense of it 
and that's something I've always wanted to do. And so I'm going to ride that wave and I'm going to see what happens. But I mean, I'm, I'm writing now with this band, the stuff that I want to write and I've always wanted to write. Yeah. So is there, is there a sense of like you are writing for people too? There's, there's always that weird balance. People like, like the listener. Yeah. I'm writing because I want more listeners. Yeah, like in the case of all popular music, they have right. that as they lean like ninety percent that, maybe ten percent like this also sounds cool to me. Or is it really like you're writing just to make yourself happy? Um, and if so, there is if there is a balance, how how do you balance it? Like how do you weigh it out? Yeah. Um. So it's it's uh yes and yes little from column A little from column B <laughs> because uh I think now. I'm writing – I'm trying to write choruses or a hook in the song that I think is something that you can sing along to or something that will get stuck in your head, which I, I never really tried that before, but I'm doing it now. Mm -hmm. So that part is for the listener. Every, but most of everything else is pretty, like we were saying before, self-indulgent. Um, and it's really it, – it's some – in the lyrics it's it's true stuff going on in the lyrics none of it's made up um i've actually in in this band be still kid is the first is is the song that i feel i've been the most truthful in and mostly straightforward because mm -hmm. i always try to like i always try to hide my lyrics a little bit i i like i like the search for the meaning I enjoy that. I I love doing that without the driving. What does he mean by this? What does one arm scissor mean? You know, I love that search, and uh, so I I try to do the same thing in my lyrics. But uh, um, the song is, oh gosh, I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you would think that's the song, and you would think is basically uh, my suicide letter to this world so and it's real it's true and it's it was intentionally written that way i mean the first line the first line of it is i'm bored with this life and then it goes from there so is it like uh what it would be or is it deeper than that like it like this is what my letter would be i well yeah when i write when i write uh, it takes me about a month or two after I write it and I realize what I was writing about and that that first line uh, popped into my head I'm bored with this life and sort of the lyrics just like came out and I remember feeling those emotions while I'm writing it like like I am bored with this life and I, I talk to the light you know but I'm not getting any responses and nothing comes out when I'm trying to speak to it. Like it's just, it's such a, like an ugly feeling to be there. And I was able to express it in lyrics. And, um, so yeah, I guess what to, to, to your question, sorry, I'm going off, but to your question, it, I think it is, it, it's what my letter would be. This yeah. is what my letter would be. Um, other than I, I don't really say it in the song, but other than uh, I love you, family, I do love you, and now you know, and and I love you, Myra, 
and my wife. <laughs> yeah. And I love you, friends. But this, it's I'm not happy here. And that's pretty intense, man. Mm. Is that how you really? Uh, you've obviously felt this at one, at one time, or felt that at one time. Mm-hmm. How do you, like, cope with feeling that way? <laughs> um, I don't know. I've always felt that way. I've always felt that way because I feel, I feel that there's more that I'm supposed to do, and because I'm lazy. I'm like sabotaging it and I don't get there. I don't get to the place that I need to get. And that, you know, because I'm not, I'm not where I know I need to be as far as like success or um, music wise, financially, I'm (laughs) bored with this life because I'm not not to that point, you know? Yeah. So what's next for uh, for the band? For the band, what's next is we have a show on the 20th, 420, Pause for the Cause. Dude, Cottonmouth Kings. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's at uh, D Piazza's in Long Beach. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I heard it's a cool venue. I haven't been there yet. Me neither. So we'll test it out. What's awesome is it's not pre-sale. So, um, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Someone offered us a show at the Avalon, but uh, we didn't take it right now because it is pre-sale. Yeah. And you know, not, no, not for anybody. That's a just a pain in the ass. Um, so people want to figure out what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. You mentioned social media earlier. Mm-hmm. What are those? Okay, so be still, kid. On you just search that on any like on Facebook. You search that at be still, kid on. Instagram at be still kid on Twitter um, yeah for bandcamp uh, and we are take uh, it, we're selling our EP on bandcamp so if you want to support and we would love it if you support us because you know just support local music and if you think it's good buy it right yeah at least on the local level I think Britney Spears is gonna be okay if you don't buy her songs <laughs> you know but I think we're she'll not, be all right yeah, we're yeah. Not, well, we're not to that point. So uh, if you like it, buy it. And we, uh, we're we selling that on Bandcamp. Um, so just go to Bandcamp and search Be Still cool. Kid, and we're there. And that's uh, myself, Michael Estrada, Michael David Estrada on the vocals, uh, Dylan Del Campo, he's on the guitar, and uh, he's uh, singing backup. Jake Tracy, he's on the bass. And uh, Ivan Crawford, Crofty, he's a he's Crofty. pulling down the battery back there on those drums, man. He's he's, he's solid. That dude is a machine he's on the solid. drums. Yeah, love that kid. Very cool. All right, man. Well, like I said, maybe we'll do a part two and we'll <laughs> do some more self-indulging. Okay. Uh, but that was fun. Yeah. I'm gonna take a piss and uh, we'll drink a beer. Nice. Thanks again, dude. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Speak. I think I'm alright. 
But then I think and then I think I thought too much again I hold it too tight Watching every decent second tick away and then Goodbye for now What's left to breathe To break the rules of atrophy To keep myself from coming back I'll take the parts, the ones that lack Like I'm lonely, but I'm stuck inside a crowded room. <laughs> 